Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Houston, welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and alongside Cristian Putalias, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, good, man. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back. Uh, another victory. So uh, super excited, bro. Yeah, we got a victory, a draw, a loss. It's been great for Houston sports so far. But, man, we're joined by Joey Shavala. How you doing, Joey? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm doing wonderful. Man, we're, we're glad to be here. We're glad that you're here. No Rodrigo today. He said he was too busy for us again. You know, he, he's a diva. <laughs> you know, that he, every every team has that. You know, every team has a diva, whether it be Seven Stanford Raider or not, we don't know, <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I doubt that's the case with him. And But yeah, guys, we had three fun matches uh, overall with the Houston Dash playing on Saturday uh, um, alongside Houston Dynamo about an hour or so afterwards. And on Sunday night, we got to see the Dose, the Dose struggled. Uh, that's what we got to see them struggling. But um. You know, I guess we'll kick off just by a nice breaker, man. How you doing, Joey? How how's your uh, weekend? It's been pretty solid, you know. Just watched a lot of soccer. My friend has jog yesterday. I, we won't really mention how Arsenal lost. They heard you. So that wasn't the weekend. So I, I don't. Care. That's Friday. <laughs> that was Friday. It doesn't count. It doesn't count. That's true. I forgot. It was Friday. My bad. Yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Christian? How you been, dude? No, good, good, good. I mean. Not to rub it on uh on Joey, but Aston Villa got a point, so I <laughs> they, they didn't walk out empty-handed. Why? Well, well, I guess Arsenal didn't either, right? But yeah, we got a point uh, too. Yeah, so you know that's how you that's how you build it up a point a point uh per game. But no, I mean it was good. Uh, we were able to go to the game to the Dynamo game. You know, we had fun over there with the boys. Uh, another victory at home. Obviously, we, we can't say the same for everybody else around the club. But now nah, we, you know, we just had fun, and now we're here w- with the boys, and uh, you know, talk some soccer and see what's up. Yeah, for real, man. I hope you guys didn't miss me in the video box too much. I was there at the game. I was covering it from a different just angle, a so you know, trying to get my my credentials <laughs> working for for everything. So that boy Whatever Rudy that was scared. He was scared yep. in the stands instead of being in a seat. Hell yeah, I was scared. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Two shots on the crossbar or the post. It was pretty scary, man. Uh, I'm glad I was wearing my diaper just in case, you know, <laughs> everything went, everything went sour pretty quickly, but no, we'll start uh, real quick with the dash. Um, I'll, you know, the dash have ended up going to uh, Washington spirit. They ended up getting a draw. Uh, this is the best start uh, in history for the dash, which is pretty ridiculous. They're still undefeated. Uh, not ridiculous. It's more like really good that uh that they're doing so well but yeah uh, they have one win three draws still on being uh this 2023 uh new new yeah. nwsl regular season um so they did get smacked down midweek for the uh challenge cup but that that's other news and you know we did a uh, joey dustin manny and theo did a hell of a job um giving giving a pretty good summary of of what is happening with the dash so far but yeah, this match was, I would say, the highlights uh, or players to highlight were uh, Jane Campbell. She did a fantastic job trying to keep, you know, the team in. And, and 
Canadian, uh, Alicia, Alicia Chap, man, which I always just call Chappie. Everybody calls her Chappie, but uh, she played a hell of a game as well. So um, I think Dustin shares the stats for her. And I was like, wow, that's actually really, really good stuff, man, that she was able to produce so many clearances, tackles, and, you know, everything in the middle. But Joey, um, obviously, Christian mentioned that we were at the game. So it was a little difficult to, you know, catch the whole match. But man, you were able to I watch it all. So, you know, give us your thoughts on, on what you saw and what you liked or what you disliked uh this weekend with the dash. You know, it was a it was a it was a good performance, but it, you know, we kind of just fell short a little bit because you know we created a load and then just we just couldn't put the finisher in. And that's kind of been the story of the dash this season, really. I mean, we've kind of taken the Tynamo thing and given that to the dash, you know, we just can't finish out games. And I look at Chappie, she had she had a ridiculous game against Trinity Rodman too. And that's that's like a that's a tough opponent. So she was outrageously good. And I thought Jacobs had another really good game at center back. And then Campbell was great in net. And we we switched formations at halftime too, which I thought brought some more life into our performance in the second half. We started in that kind of five, two, one, two, five, two, three type thing. And then we switched more to a traditional 4-3-3 in the second half. And we started getting loads and loads of chances. But Salmon and Ordonia, they're just not putting it away right now. It's a little disappointing to only be on six points while being undefeated, which is crazy to say. Because, you know, to be undefeated and be a little disappointed with the season so far is almost mental. But, you know, we're still in a playoff spot right now. So that's that's what really matters. Yeah, I mean, I think like anything, they're trying to get the kinks out. And um, you're hoping that... Ordonez, you know, kind of find her her legs and start getting some goals as well. Uh, Ebony Salmon has had some pretty good looks, but just can't, you know, you mentioned she just can't finish. And I know that's a topic that you guys hit on a lot uh, in the Dash uh, episode. But, yeah, to me, it's incredible that there were so many shots for both teams. And uh, the one that I guess kind of made it sound the closest was Manny. Manny mentioned that how you know, previewing the game, he was expecting it to be similar to what it was against the Thorns. And I think it was, he was kind of dead on on that. A lot of chances, just no goals, man, for both teams. So, um, yeah, now the Dash, uh, who do they go play against this weekend? I don't know. Uh, North Carolina on okay. Friday. Yeah, and uh, they're playing at home, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so they'll be playing against the Courage. Uh, on Friday at Shell Energy Stadium. Um, it should be a good match. I, I was planning to probably go to that match because I'll be out of town for the next Dynamo match. So I may be able to catch that game live on Friday, Hope, being that it's not a Wednesday or Thursday game. Those are difficult yeah. to make, man. No, no Dynamo game this weekend, too. So Yeah, exactly. No Dynamo All game. All the more reason to go out. We'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit more on the Dynamo in a bit because, uh, you know, they've ruined your plans for sure, bro. Yeah. <laughs> but the other the other game that took place was uh, Dynamo Dos. They played as well. Again, they played on Sunday night. Uh, they looked really good overall. Uh, I think we saw a lot of players that may likely get some playing time midweek in the U.S. Open Cup against Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies. And... Um, yeah, Christian, just, you know, you see the lineup. We talked about how great of a lineup we saw last week. And this week, man, I think uh, Kenny said, hold my beer. Let me get you a new a new lineup. So what do you think about just the lineup itself, bro? Honestly, uh, I still think that last week was a lot better than this one. I don't know why. 
the one that I liked this week and I thought he was going to make more of a difference was Dorsey. Um, but he was kind of lost in the, you know, in the, in the air of it. He had a, a couple of good interventions here and there, but not really much. Uh, who had a really good game or had a lot of touches was Nelson, Nelson Quiñones, uh, you know, a guy that who was bought under that U22 initiative thing and thing. And, uh, you know, and he's supposed to be getting minutes in the first team. He, obviously, there's there's a lot of competition there. And and it's, at least it's good to see that he could do something, uh, you know, just I guess I don't I don't know if the first team is yet um like the team for him or if he's up there already quality wise to to be fighting you know with the big boys but at least with the u22 or not the u22s but the dynamo those he seemed pretty comfortable he seemed to carry the ball he was attacking a lot more you can kind of tell what they saw in him to to maybe you know go out there and and get his services for this dynamo so hopefully you know he keeps growing if he gets more time with those that would be great you know get his reps in like like i said this game he had a, a bunch of you know one-on-ones on the flanks uh, a lot of shots and goal obviously he didn't he wasn't able to score or anything but he had a pretty good uh i think he played like you know more than a little bit more than half of uh, of the game so it was, it was a pretty good shift that he put in and you know it's at least like i said at least we know that he can do something at least we know that he can drive the ball at least we know that he can go one-on-one at least that we know that he can put some crosses in, and that was that. Uh, other than that, I don't think we saw anybody else. I guess uh, Mikel, but you know. Yeah, I was gonna say obviously you had Mikel. It's one of the things that he doesn't play first Dorsey. team. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, out of yeah. the, so, and I guess Beto Avila too. We we count him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But Joey, what's what, what's your take on this match, man? I don't know. It was disappointing. I thought we really controlled the game well in the first half, and then coming into the second half to the first like 10 15 minutes or so i thought we looked really bright quinones was a real big bright spot for a lot of the game he was really driving at people he was making things happen which is something that a lot of other players on dose haven't been able to do so far so that was really good i thought i don't think dorsey played a great great game i thought he was fine and then got subbed at half i mean the game really went downhill with a lot of the subs i think just about every sub, but except for Yair Gonzalez was pretty poor. I thought Gray coming off was really bad. And Juarez wasn't great either. And Ndoy, don't even get me started on him. He's just, he's frustrating. Yeah, it, it's a game that we should have won and we threw it away at the end. Yeah, man, it it's something really that we're not used to. You know, obviously we've only been covering Dynamo Dose for the, the second year. Uh, and we were so spoiled last season. Uh, you know, the guys were just putting really good games, getting a ton of goals, finishing our games, especially at home. And right now we're seeing the, quite the opposite. And even though they, they uh, you know, obviously had a little bit more perception, it wasn't ridiculous. I think it was like 51 or 49, something like that. It was really tight. But they did have a ton of shots uh, compared to, um, especially in the first half, compared to uh, Tacoma Defiance. And for them to not be able to finish out the game or, you know, get a, a second goal and try to close out the game, uh, it, it's a little bit disappointing for sure. And it's big time frustrating. I'm sure it's very frustrating for uh, Kenny Bundy, uh, who's been expecting a lot of these guys. And one thing that I've noticed from this season compared to last season is that we're starting to see 
uh, you know, last season, a lot of the guys weren't really moving into the first team uh, or vice versa. And now we're seeing a lot of the, uh, you know, first team move into the Dynamo those kind of like what a lot of the uh, um, USL teams used to do. I mean, we talked a lot about like Paulo Nagamura in the past, how, you know, he brought in a lot of players from that youth academy um, upwards. But every now and then, now looking at it, you know, obviously we've seen uh, Banderkus get some minutes. We've seen other guys get minutes that aren't playing in the first team. They are in the first team. So it's a little bit, I think maybe... I don't want to think that way, but maybe, you know, Kenny's hands are a little tight as well with some of the players he may have to be asked to brought in uh, just to get them ready for maybe, you know, matches like the one coming up at U.S. Open Cup. You know, so just little things like that, that it, it, it's interesting to see for sure. Um, And they will be facing, uh, they'll be playing next Sunday uh, and they'll be taking on uh, Sporting KC2, talking about uh, Nagamura. Uh, man, I kind of miss Nagamura sometimes, guys. I don't know about you guys. But <laughs> he, he was he was a co-cad. Not everybody understood him. I didn't all that great, but <laughs> but I do miss him every now and then. But anything else you guys want to add about uh, Dynamo Dos or, you know, the next match coming up for them? No, yeah. I, uh, one thing is that, you know, we have to remember that even though obviously we are in a sport that, you know, results are the main goal in a way. Uh, we have to remember that Kenny Bundy, his main job, I guess, in a way, other than like winning, is to be able to, you know, shape and create new plays for the first team, right? Um, so obviously, it's it's a tough dance battle that you you kind of have to like play with there, because you know, not only you want to, you know, you want a winning team, you want the guys to move out, you know, move forward and and finish games and create chances and you know do everything that you have to do, but also you know make them ready for the first team, right? So I, I feel like every time that we watch Dynamo Dos, we can like maybe pick out one or two players that, you know, could have some potential in the next, you know, seasons coming up. So at least, you know, if you go into 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 watching these games with that with that mindset of the mindset of like, well, you know, LaFleur had a LaFleur. Yeah, LaFleur, right? It sounds like I'm saying the floor, but in French. <laughs> uh, but LaFleur, like he had he had, a, in my opinion, he had a pretty good game. On that left back position, obviously he did get the red card. So I guess, you know, a little stain on that, you know, 70 minutes that he really play, played well. Uh, when you look at the the structure of the team, I think they did a really good job for those 70 minutes, you know, pressing pressing up high, getting the ball, getting turnovers. You know, like uh, Joey said, Shair uh, Gonzalez, the Argentinian, you know, he, he had some like glimpses of like greatness, uh, you know, when he had the ball on his feet. And then, you know, just just little, you know, even Quinones, you know, a, a first team guy that went down and was able to play around, um, you know, able to move the ball and touch the ball and, and have gained maybe some confidence, which could hopefully be translated to the first team, you know, in the future. So it's like I said, you know, we everybody wants to win, of course, but obviously we also have to remember that we're we're trying to figure figure out and find the, the guys for the future of this club. So. You know, keep that in mind as well. Hey, you mentioned the Argentine, and I just wanted to point out when I saw the guy that scored <clears throat> the goal or one of the goals, I think it was the second goal for Tacoma, was uh, Raul Miglietti. And I thought to myself, he's an Argentinian. 
Yeah. <laughs> you posted that you posted that thing in uh in our in the group chat, I think that said like first name Hispanic, last name Italian. So that's the first thing I thought of, man. That is super <laughs> random, but that's the first thing I thought of when I saw that. Raul Miglietti. So anyways. Where is he from though? Did you find out? <laughs> it says American. I was I was trying to find out if I'm sure his parents are parents. from but yeah, I can't Somewhere. find a lot of stuff on this guy. So I thought it was pretty funny, dude. That that is pretty funny. It's it's on brand, you know, on brand for Argentinians. Exactly. I think. Yeah, I need a. I'll 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 dig a little. Maybe I find a. He should be pretty easy to find, like on social media. And if he puts a picture with Messi that won the World Cup or something, that's it. Right there, answers for free. You know, <laughs> pretty quickly. It gives you find it away. Out. Huh? Yeah. Uh, how do you, how is, it's like how oh. do you know if a person's Argentinian? You just go to their Instagram page or whatever, and just go to December, you know, uh, December twelfth, and, and then you'll see. You know, my next guest was going to be Uruguayan, and he's actually Uruguayan. So there we go. Close there enough. It's 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 basically the same thing, right he's there. Like man. a stepbrother. It's the same type <laughs> of flag. Y'all have the same flag. You know, same colors. It's, li- oh, it's yeah. like shifted a little bit, you know. Ur- Uruguay used to be part of Argentina. See? Like, there you know, go. Kind of point. The more you learn, the further the you, you go, guys. But uh, <laughs> let's move into the Dynamo game, man. I think this one was an exciting game, even though it was a 1-0 match. Um, Christian and uh, Joey can make fun of me all they want. But, yes, I was definitely scared. I was, you know, hitting the Tengo Miedo Every single time that uh, Miami get kept getting close to the to the to to score on Steve Clark's goal, but our but uh, at the end of the day, you know what? We're undefeated. We're I think the only team in history, right? They were saying that yeah, un- has uh, four clean sheets, uh, four in wins, four, yeah. four yeah, at home. Ridiculous, man! I don't know what Benny Ball is all about, but if we're winning, I'm okay with it, guys. So. Um, let, let's start off with just the lineup. You know, we seen the lineup. Um, it was an interesting one to an extent. Nothing, I think, really throwing us off of what we've been used to. Um, you know, no, there's a lot of talk of who's your striker, who's not your striker. Uh, maybe we got a little bit of answers on that. Um, but just to give you guys the lineup for the Dynamo, we had obviously Steve Clark and goal. Daniel Stair is, man, the right back of the future of whatever, nope. man, this, this guy's a beast. You got Ethan Barlow playing alongside uh teenager Davey Escobar playing on the left when he's a right back, as we know, then you got Coco, Arthur, Hector Herrera, big man on campus was back. Uh, then you had Basi, Corey Baird and, um, Ivan Franco, uh, anything that, you know, throw you guys off for a loop at all. I mean, I think this is pretty straightforward of a lineup we've seen before. Yeah, it was pretty much exactly what was expected, really. Yeah, so uh, to me, I just find it interesting, you know, obviously seeing uh, Stedes on the right and then Franco keep getting playing on, like basically positions that they're not, you know, natural for them or, uh, but they've been excelling, which has been pretty good to see. Um, out of all of the players, I think the guy that had probably had like their, I would say the, not their worst game, but but out of all, I think the weakest link was Ethan Barlow seemed to play like maybe the uh I don't you know he still was able to get a ton of clearances and tackles but at the end of the day he may have been a little shaky in the back at times um because there's a lot of ricochet that kept going into the middle of the field and then uh you're saying sorry I I want to cut you off are you saying Ethan Barlow was the worst out of like the whole team 
Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, that was interesting. Yeah, I, that's just a perspective that no, yeah, know, yeah. maybe. But I, I think I'm not going to disagree with that too much. Yeah, and I mean, I like Ethan Barlow, and that's the bad thing about this too, because you know, being you still get the win. If he's the, you know, the again, this is a lot of the. It, it all depends, right? Some people may say that, you know, Coco had a bad game. I mean, that's something people have been throwing out there for whatever the hell the reason. But <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. Just looking at the game overall, I think Ethan was probably the weakest link, but it's, it's not bashing on him. I'm it just o- overall. But I think alongside mm-hmm. probably Amin Basi, he just doesn't do a lot to me. I think he, he looked a little better. He had a little bit more, uh, sh- or at least attempts, you know, when it comes to shooting the ball. Uh, that we hadn't seen in other games, but he he looked a little bit. I mean, if it's not him scoring a penalty or or uh, you know trying to get um, a cross in from a set piece, there, I feel like you don't really have a lot with him yet. And I think he's getting there. But um, Joey, we'll start with you, man. Just your thoughts on you know what you like, what you again, kind of same thing. What you like, dislike, uh, and then we'll go through uh, more of the events you know that led to the goal and stuff like that. And what I'm really liking right now is the way Teenage Adebe is playing, Escobar, Steres. I mean, they're just on fire right now. And you look at Escobar has led the team in tackles for what the third, fourth game in a row. He's just a, he's immense out there. It's it's incredible for him playing at a position too. And he kind of plays into the way we play because we play so narrow. So him cutting inside a little bit instead of playing really wide like Smith did, or not Smith, Schmidt did, it adds a little bit of a different dimension and it sometimes works a little better in our buildup. But I mean, and the midfield was incredible as well. Like usual Coco and Herrera just moving the ball forward consistently. I think Coco struggled a little bit in the final third, other than the one moment that he did get a really good pass off that led to the goal. So you mean you can't complain too much. Yeah, I think, I think Coco, he's missing something, you know, we were trying to make him the creative piece in the in the center of the field you know they're asking him to be basically a 10 but he does struggle like I think his vision is not fully there uh compared to a lot of the uh the uh players um that tend to play that role and at times he has like the the pass is wide open or a player is wide open and he doesn't hit it he he goes for a different guy and and basically slows down the play and and then it's the opposite sometimes sometimes I think he he when he wants to take a shot, he um he jumps the gun a little. Like he shoots it before he he could basically dribble maybe another five yards and get a better shot. And sometimes that I've seen that he struggles to making the last decision in the final third. So I, I'm with you, man. I, I do see that. I think he's a great player. I think I mean he's still young, you know, 23, 24. Like he can still get better for sure. But uh that's just something that that I noticed as well. Uh, Christian man, what do you want to add? on uh on what you saw from the players no i mean not much honestly i i think we all saw that miami obviously maybe played a little bit better than us uh and the fact that they created more chances obviously yeah. uh more clear chances than than us uh something that i we're still trying to figure out or not figure out but like that i me personally i don't understand and i was telling the guys in the in the booth is that you know we don't we don't really take shots Mm-hmm. Uh, from outside the box it's like we're always trying to like play it around and you know go from side to side maybe throw in a cross and stuff like that and and it's kind of hard when you don't have a like a nine in the box to kind of throw the ball too right so so I mean but you know I guess that's that's a story that 
they're going to have to deal with maybe in the next, you know, window or something like that. Whenever they, you know, whatever they decide to do with Sebas, if he's going to stay, if he's going to go, or, you know, honestly, I don't think they're going to move from him. Uh, but I think they're going to find a use for him eventually. It's somewhere, somehow. Um, just because, you know, it's it's kind of hard to get rid of. I mean, I don't know, but it seems like it would be hard to get rid of him. Just, just like that in a way. With everything that, you know, he's kind of attached to and, you know, financially and all that stuff. Um, but, I mean, obviously, it's something that we need to figure out is that final third, you know, that last touch, you know, when it goes from like Hector Herrera up or from Coco up. Because, like, I feel like that's where the ball stops uh, when, yeah. when either it gets to Basi or Franco. And that's like the highest we go. And I mean, if you look at our goals, when you look at our chances, when you look at kind of everything that we've been doing, I mean, we're just we've been winning, you know, just out of might and you know wanting to win which yeah. which is perfect you know win, like i was telling Dustin, i was like winners win you know it doesn't matter if you win one zero or five zero if you win you get the same three points so it doesn't matter if you play like you know like shit it doesn't matter if i mean i guess it does matter to some people but i i would to me it matters that you win right like i think I mean, not not to cut you off, but yeah, I agree with you in the sense of, you know, we are we really just relying on penalties and set pieces and even a right back that's never played right back to get a goal, you know, exactly. towards the end of the match, which one thing that Joey mentioned, yeah. it is really crazy, man. It's so good to see Daniel Sarah the way he's playing. I think he's finally kind of fallen and understanding the role and is able to move back and forward. You know, at one point we joked around that, he was in a third center back, right? We would only see whoever was on the uh, left side be the one that would attack and come back. But, you know, obviously you saw it and in the goal that he scored, obviously, but he did it a few times during the game that we were like, man, he's actually, and, and what's crazy is both of them were doing it at the same time. And that's kind of when it would, it would get scary at times that uh, Stairs and Escobar would both push on their sides pretty high up. And uh, Miami was able to find a couple uh, quick uh, transition moves to get into scoring positions that obviously didn't lead to a goal, but um, they did, you know, catch a couple corners or deflections. Um, that play they did out of that, you know, I think it was a corner. They had, uh, they passed it on right down to like the six, Mike, and it smacked on the crossbar. That was hella scary, man. I was on that side of the field watching it alongside uh, the supporters, which by the way, I'm going to throw a a shout out because I thought about it. Um, uh, OSG was next to me, but next to me also was what's his name, um, Sergio. And somebody check on your boy Sergio, man, because he was not there. <laughs> I, it was funny because I told that to uh, to OSG. I'm like, dude, what's up with what's up with Sergio? He doesn't seem like the regular Sergio we know. And he's like, you know what? Talk about it in the podcast, man. Throw it out there. He he, it's an observation. <laughs> it counts. It's part of the game. And I'm like, yeah, you're right, man. I don't know, but man, Sergio, we we hoping you're doing good, buddy. Hopefully, it wasn't like a heartbreak or something that happened. Because yeah, it oh, was. Damn. I, thought, I thought you were talking about the game. <laughs> no, 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 no. Nah, personal stuff. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I didn't. <laughs> he, he wasn't interacting much. He was just there in a corner, man. Kind of like. I don't know. It was a little, a little sad to see, and we we got the win. And I don't know if he really celebrated as much as he could maybe, have. But... Maybe, maybe he was just sad because Sebas didn't start. You know, it's, that's another thing. That. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and that's uh, so it, it's funny because there's another. Uh, how many times did they hit the post? Three times total was it? 
you would say? One in the first three, yeah. I think it was one in the first um in the first half. Yeah. That uh I think the blast on the sun. Yeah, it was, well no, I think that's the one that the Steve touched it and it hit the post. And then it was like a couple of shots. Like it, they could have scored. I think it was like three attempts at goal and they missed. Yeah. And then there was a shot that I mentioned that hit the I guess it would have been the right post. The right post. And then there is the one that Arthur, like, dude, I don't know. That play was great. You see Arthur track back, <laughs> like running full speed, kind of intercepts it, and it goes towards the goal. And like they just sit there. And my everybody. Like, everybody just sat there, watched the damn ball go. Everybody was expecting for Escobar to be the one that like you know reacted to it. And everyone's, you know, my heart dropped, man. I was like, <laughs> and it was like the worst feeling. And then obviously you see Clark just yelling at him for like five minutes, it seemed like. And uh, you see Hector ran the middle, like, pass me the ball, pass me the ball. <laughs> and it never happened. But yeah, that that was really crazy, man. But yeah, I, I don't know. What do you guys think on plays like that, that, you know, that we keep getting lucky to an extent? What do you think, Joey? I mean, keep it coming. You know, I'm not I'm not going to complain about it because getting lucky. Yeah, the performance could always be better, but if we need some luck to win, we need some luck to win. It's just what it is. Three points or three points. Yeah, and and then the champions other, get lucky. Yeah, sometimes I mean, yeah, I mean sure. that's that's what happened with Austin last year, right? Look at them now; they're, they're struggling, Ooh, man. They shots fired! Shots fired! Yeah. <laughs> so some people be uh, trying to get rid of the jerseys already, man. It's pretty quick. They're trying to run the team out of town in three years, man. Tell, tell me about that, but. You know, on the other side of, of Inter-Miami, you know, obviously they did a massive trade to get uh, Kamal Miller from Montreal. And I think the guy played really, really well overall, you know, for being his first team, or first team, being his first game with the team. Uh, he was pretty solid. Uh, it was pretty good to see that. And even the uh, uh, Pizarro was pretty active. Uh, he kept showing, uh, you know, a lot of good uh, movement and good vision overall. But again, at the end of the day, he he got shut down overall like like the rest of the team campana that's who i was thinking what is it like first couple minutes of the game he gets that header uh mm. that steve clark ends up saving uh pretty incredible stuff i mean that's a big dude and i mean he shot it or he headed it directly into steve clark which was great you know a little bit more three degrees a different direction and it would have been a goal most likely but um yeah, I mean, I think I think it's exciting to see the team uh, continue to win at home. Uh, you know, you get some big wins, you get some ugly wins. I, mean, I was looking back, and obviously we got that win against Austin 2-0. Then New York uh, City FC was only a 1-0 game with a penalty. Then we had Galaxy um, get destroyed 3-0, which that game was just – obviously they took advantage. Uh, the Dynamo took advantage of, you know, them having a red card. Um and and then this game, it's another, you know, ugly, gritty game that you just do see out uh, to just get a 1-0 one, one, uh, win. And and the the great thing about it is maybe the controversy with the whole Sevas Baird should kind of be put to rest a little bit because we did get to see Sebastian Ferreira play 30 minutes. So, 30 minutes. Um, yeah, well, what's your thoughts on that, Christian, just uh, seeing Sevas out there? You have anything, Joey? Do you have I anything? mean, he didn't. No, yeah. not really. He did. He didn't do much. I mean, his first play was in offsides, so you're like, oh, come on, bro. Like, at least watch your line, you know. But, uh, but I mean, other than that, he wasn't. You know, he, he, neither here or there. You you can tell though he was running a lot more. I don't know if you guys noticed, but to, at least in my eyes, 
He was, yeah, no, he no, was I, the ball I agree with that. He was definitely yeah. more mobile, and he was definitely trying to push and and pressure as much as he could when when mm-hmm. able. And then, uh, yeah, Joey, what do you want to add on that? How was it before I changed? Um, I mean, he he looked a bit slow, but one thing he did do really well was he uh, his movement on the goal he scored was really nice. He kind of moved over to the left side of the penalty box and drew two center backs towards him and opened that space mm-hmm. for Steras. So that was That's really true. nice to see. Yeah. And and those are the and those are the things that kind of like, def- oh that's a tough word. Their natural center forward does cool. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell, and you can tell too, like because that's what I was looking at too. Uh, when Soaz would like get the ball, where he would run to, right? Because funny enough, I was listening to a uh, to some other conversation earlier in the week, and it was a guy, you know, talking about a a legendary Boca number nine Palermo. And basically the guy was kind of explaining the way that he would like play or not play, but like, yeah, I guess play and make runs. And basically the, the guy would touch the ball to, to the outside and he would run away from the ball because the way that he saw the game was like, you know, if you run away, then the guy knows knows where to put the ball and then you just attack the space. So you're running forward, you're running full speed towards the ball instead of waiting for the ball, you know, stationary where you're at. So I just thought it was really like interesting, you know, like those little things about the game that you're like, you know, you start learning and the way that people think when they play, you know, top level football and and just kind of seeing Seba also kind of making making those runs and and also, you know, comparing those to to the runs that Baird will do. You can tell obviously who's the nine and who's the winger, right? Who's the one that's going to open up for space and who's the guy that's going to just open up for a long ball and stuff like that. Um, one thing that I didn't like about Sebas, but this is me, you know, nitpicking, is that he would come down way too far down to ask for the ball when he could just, you know, run and make runs, and or or continue to, you know, follow the play along instead of just asking for the ball. Because, you know, one of the things is like at one point he asked for the ball from Coco, if I'm not mistaken, in this like yep, the center circle, mm-hmm. and he grabbed the ball. And he had like you know fifty yards in front of him. And it's like, well, you know, so you're not gonna run fifty yards with the ball on your feet. You know, first of all, you know, we we already talked about it. he's bro. Not he fastest. can't even run it without yeah. the ball in his feet sometimes. Yeah, he yeah he's not the fastest guy. And then I mean he he'll he'll probably run it, but you know it's gonna be just like a lot of body and a lot of like fighting from yeah. there to the goal. But but you know what, what chances you know he's gonna be able to beat a, a center back, you know, and speed to the goal with a ball you know in his feet. So. You know, like I said, there's just me being in, like technical and yeah, trying and to. You know, I mean, it. at the end of the day, he's rusty, right? We haven't seen much that of too. him, yeah. and I think overall he didn't play it bad. Like for the time he was there, oh, no, not at all. Uh, you're right, uh, Joey. The or you know, I, I'm already blanking on who mentioned it, but yeah, <laughs> him just him just uh, you know taking a couple of defenders away from like that play with Stares and obviously <clears throat> Corey Bear getting another assist. Like let's just keep it howling it up, you know. <laughs> You have to see it how it is, you know. Bear, for whatever reason, keeps showing up, and he's a part of the goals that are being scored. So uh, it's good to see. Uh, hopefully, uh, he did have a couple. I think I know for sure he had one wide open in front of goal, Corey Baird, and just uh, it goes a little bit wide from frame, which was a little disappointing. I thought he should have finished that one, and I think that one was in the second half, early in the second half as well. Um, but other than that, no, I think the team has been looking good. It's good to see Hector Herrera back, uh, you know, given 
whatever it is, you know, obviously, again, I felt like this game could have been a trap game and it, and it is it could have been right. I think uh, Miami played pretty good. Uh, I, I was talking to uh, to my dad and actually uh, my friend went to the game as well. That's the reason really why I ended up going to the stands. But because he wanted to go, the guy's from Miami. He doesn't root for Miami. Don't don't bash him. No, he's a he's a Dynamo fan. Loose but um, but he just wanted to make it out to a game, and, and so we picked that game. But um, talking to him, you know, mentioning it like, you know, at the end of the day, Miami has you know it's in this now six game losing streak, but it's not like they're losing by a lot. They keep the games pretty damn close. I mean, basically losing by a goal all the games they've lost. So, um, it's incredible how you know the, the you see the the names that Miami has and, you know, maybe Messi will be there and, you know, by next year or something, but they just have so many really good talented players. It's kind of crazy that they can't put it together, but you know, uh, that's just, that's just how I see it. But um, if you guys want to add anything else on this match, feel free. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just one last thing. Joey, you want to go ahead? You go ahead. All right. No, because no, you, comp- <laughs> you go. You go. You go first. <laughs> No, uh, no, Coco, Coco, and Hector Herrera. After the game, they talked about how how really good the group is outside of the field. You know, obviously the the talent is a lot better in the field, you know, compared to last year. But there, were, you know, both of them mentioned, you know, separately that the group that they're like, you know, they have outside of the field is like really well, and they're like connecting very well, and you can tell, you know, like friendships and and the way they celebrate and the way that they kind of like talk to each other. Uh, that it's a pretty good group and you know sometimes just having guys that like each other and want to fight for each other you know that can make a difference as well so it's a good thing that you know Ben Olsen is also kind of transforming that when it comes to the group you know and that space in the locker room yeah not, that's what I was gonna ask you. but Joey uh, go ahead and uh, add what you were you had it in mind I thought it was interesting again that Ben didn't use all the subs again he only went and used three of them, and then one of them didn't come in until the 90th minute. And at, you know, looking at all the games, he's yet to use all five of the subs in a game yet this season. Yeah, you're right. You know, maybe because he didn't play during COVID, man. He wasn't a coach during COVID. You know, he's not used to the five five That's sub true. rule now. That could, <laughs> that could be a thing, too, not thinking about it. But, yeah, think, you mentioned the subs. Obviously, the bench. It was good to see Brad Smith get some playing time. You know, that's the guy that I think he's your left back you know, to, to take that spot for sure. I think, and, and it was kind of funny to see him play as the left wing, uh, you know, come in and play right away as an attacking piece. We know how fast the guy is and how uh, good he is crossing the ball uh, towards the center of the box. So I think it was a good combination. He added, you know, obviously Brad Smith speed, Brad Smith speed. God dang, that was, that was a little <laughs> hard to get out. Brad Smith speed. And uh, using uh, Ferreira as a target man. So I think it, it obviously didn't come to a goal, you know, by then. But I think that was a good setup to have that combination for sure. Um, so, you know, obviously we're trying to see some of the guys. that, And obviously we had uh, Chase Gasper also made the bench. And, uh, you know, they just picked them up uh, from the waiver wire. Um, but, yeah, players like that, it's good to see that they're integrating uh, pretty quickly into the team and hopefully we get to see them and this is where it leads to the next match the next match uh, it's going to be midweek against um, the Rowdies Tampa Bay Rowdies for the U.S. Open Cup and my question to you guys was going to be basically now that we know that they're not going to play in the weekend against LAFC and Joey you can let the people know how angry you are because you were planning to go to that match man but uh, 
yeah, what do you what do you get what do you think relating to this match? Do you think we'll see more of the starters get a go at it? Uh just maybe to keep the rhythm going, or you definitely see more of a B team or C team going at it. I think Enjoy. we'll, we'll definitely see more yeah. we'll definitely see more of the starters. I th- I'm thinking now because we saw a lot of the guys you would expect to start this game play for Ghost today. You know, like your Dorsey's, your kid known as they they played this game, so they might they might be not playing on Wednesday too. And you might want to keep some starters going. If you're not playing Saturday, then you know why not go all out? You know, maybe start Sebas, get some, get him some goals. Put Corey, yeah. maybe get Corey Baird some goals. He's yet to score, so yeah, that could be a good thing for his confidence. I mean, I don't think we'll see Herrera. I'll be surprised if he plays. Yeah, we probably won't see probably won't see Arturo either. That probably be like a place for Caicedo to play. Yeah, I I, I think and it, it really sucks that they're not playing Saturday. I mean, I I was going to the game. I was I had my tickets. I had my hotel set up. I'm still going to L.A. But just not to the game now. And it, it it really stinks. I mean, Olsen himself said he didn't like it either. I mean, yep. it it's I don't think it's fair to the fans or to the the players to just reschedule a game a week and a half out like that. Yeah, I agree. Like at, at least, at least, you know, two, three, four weeks notice, you know, a week and a half. What was it? Nine, nine, ten days. Like, that's yes. ridiculous. That's true. And I think what's, what's funny too, is a guy that we didn't really mention, but uh, you know, you mentioned the sub not written being used, but Thor was a guy that we've seen often come in. And Brooklyn Reigns was the guy that's been starting those games too. So interesting not to see them play against Inter Miami. So I could definitely see them being part of the uh, team. Um, like you said, if we don't see Hector Herrera, then Brooklyn Reigns is probably in there, right? If we don't oh, see uh, one of the wingers, Thor is most likely there as as long uh, and with Sevas as well. So I think this is going to be an interesting game. And then, you know, Tampa, it's not doing all that great. They ended up losing today, I think. Well, they lost their match against uh, San Diego in San Diego. So that too, you throw that, it's a travel. You know, how we we played in, you know, Houston Dynamo played in Houston at home. Their flight to Tampa, it's, you know, a short flight, but but you have Tampa going all the way to the West Coast and then flying back to the East Coast. That, that has to be a little rough for them as well too, though. And again, taking a loss. And... For how hot um, the Rowdies have been, you know, in the years. I mean, uh, Joey, you keep up more with with the USL because of mm-hmm. yeah, New Mexico United, but I mean, that's the team that tends to be, you know, playing for you know, going far far in the playoffs and getting pretty close to the finals most of this season. Yeah, they were they were in third last year in the East. So, I mean, this year they just looked really bad. I mean, losing losing on the road to San Diego, that's. That, that's nothing to be ashamed of. They're a, they're a really good side this year, but yeah, they just they haven't gotten anything going, and they their big off season move was was bringing in Cal Jennings from Las Vegas, who you know this dude scored a whole bunch of goals last year, and he's I think he has one this year. It's it's just been really really slow start to the season for them. I think they'll probably pick it back up because they do have a pretty good coach. They have a good squad out there. Uh, I think we should honestly just roll over them. Especially now that we don't have the game Saturday and we could play a little more of the first team players, we should we should crush them. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And like I said, uh before you add something, I just finished something with the Rowdies, uh Christian, that uh yeah, you mentioned they were in third place uh last season, the season before that they made it to the final and lost to Orange County and the final. And then in twenty twenty, I believe they were in the final, but it got cancelled. So uh, I mean this this team is always fighting 
you know, in the USL for, for big things. So it's kind of interesting to see them not necessarily doing all that great uh, so far. And, you know, maybe again, it could turn into a trap game for the Dynamo. You don't want to go out there and play all of your Dynamo Dose kids. Uh, so if you're not playing uh, in the weekend, if, you know, the LAFC match is not happening now, maybe this is the time to uh, play more of the, uh, the starters or, or at least first team players that's needed. But Christian, go ahead and add, man. No, I actually just had a question. Maybe you guys know the answer. Uh, so this is the third round. And then after that, do they go rounds of 16, right? Mm, no, I, I think know. there's the fourth round. I it's think. Yeah, it's the fourth round because you, you still get a lot of uh, MLS uh, teams to come in. Oh, true, true. Because not true, all true. of them okay. are in there yet. So Yeah, uh, I think it's all the the top eight, I want to say. Yeah. Top eight in. from last year. Gotcha, gotcha. No. Because, I, I mean, my... My idea is why not? I mean, why not? Yeah, just why not go for the U.S. Open Cup? You know, title. Uh, yeah, no, obviously, I, I, you know. I agree, man. I think it's a, it's a, it's, it's a, a good it's title. A title. It's, a, it's a title yeah. that would start off this, you know, Ben Olsen era. It, you know, kind of kick it off well. Why not do it? But yeah, uh, you mentioned it'd be the yeah that'd be the round of thirty-two. So not round of sixteen. It'd be round of thirty-two. Gotcha, gotcha. The Dynamo make it to the next one. Yeah, it's yeah. round of 32. And, um, but yeah, it's one of those that this tournament, short tournaments, you know, if you put your best team out there and you're able to uh, get those wins, important wins. I mean, when the Dynamo won it back in 2018, I think they were very lucky that they played every single uh, game at home. And uh, obviously playing at home gives you a big advantage. So, I mean, it goes back to when we were talking about LAFC. I mean, we saw them go into the penalties, uh, and when, during that that um, that championship, and they they made it to the penalties. They ended up winning in penalties. There's a good enough crowd there that you're able to see and understand. Like, man, you know, at the end of the day, not a lot of people show up for this game sometimes, and I think they're probably some of the best just because it's what is it. Um, uh, survive in advance mentality and i love it man there's something about those knockout uh stages there they're just so appealing and so fascinating and obviously we saw upsets like last year was a union omaha that was just going mayhem on everybody man but i don't know for me u.s open cups are really fun to watch and i can't wait to see this match actually last time we recorded i think um last year christian remember i think i was in a St. Louis for work and we were watching the game and we recorded like that day or the day after because uh, Jun- Junka ended up scoring a goal, I believe, against one of those teams. An RGV, right? Yeah, I think it was against RGV. So, yeah, it, it's those games are so fun, man. I'm super excited that they're back. It sucked that, you know, we we missed out for a couple of years, but now now that we have them back, those are super fun games and and I'm sure you'd be uh, busy with the other team as well, and being in this in this round. Are they playing at home or? Yeah, they're playing at home. Okay. Are you making uh, it out uh, to that game? Yeah, I'll be there. It's gonna be at a. It's gonna be right after the Dynamo game. They're hosting Phoenix. Oof, that's a good game. It's a good game. Ah, that's a good game, man. But uh, yeah, Christian, anything you guys want to add, Christian, Joey? I think I'm we've sorry. hit everything that we're gonna talk about, and I think. We started a little later and we we with chit chatting before we started recording, but I think we we hit the mark, man. I think this is a good time. So, Christian, man, if you can tell the people how they can connect and maybe uh, about our sponsor. 
Yes, of course. Uh, if you're looking for any uh, for good beer, honestly, or just you know have a good time, watch a Dynamo game, or not even watch a Dynamo game, just to hang out, you know, friends and family and stuff. Check out Senate Avenue Bro and Company right there on Jersey Village, right off Bell Wade in 290. I was going to say 59. That would have been the other way. But yeah, right there, Bell Wade, 59, right off the freeway, Jersey Village. Uh, you can find Senate Avenue uh, Brewing Company. Like I said, they have their own craft beer that they make in-house, really good food, and a bunch of TVs that you can watch a lot of soccer there. We're going to be there May the 20th to watch uh, De- uh, Houston go up up to Frisco and take on Dallas. So you can come watch it with us if you if you guys are around. If not, you know, just come hang out anytime. Uh, you can find them at Senate Av on Instagram. You can check those guys out. They're doing a bunch of different things for the community and stuff. So if you want to get involved, hit them up. And then you can find us at Bayou City Soccer on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can hit up our website, BayouCitySoccer.net. Uh, you can find all the articles and everything that we're doing there. We're uh, hoping to start a little bit more of YouTube content so you guys can follow us there. But also on your YouTube right now, we do have all the press conferences, uh, Dynamo Lowe's, Dash, Houston Dynamo. So pre-match, you know, and after the match, you can find everything there, what the coaches are saying, what they're thinking, you know, and everything that they have to say to the fans. So go check that out. So Bayou City Soccer also on YouTube. Uh, but other than that, we do have merch. Check it out. We, you know, you can get you some gear. But you can find uh, Rudy at Rudy Segura at three. Joey at um, I forgot. Joey, my bad dog. Joe Chabal at ten. There you go. Easy enough. And then you can find me at Chris Butalias, and you can find Rodrigo Rodrigo Segura zero one. Uh, yeah. But other than that, man, don't forget buyucitysoccer.net. Yeah, Joey. You want to? I'm just gonna let you close it out, bro. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> His oh, yeah. face. He's like, Whoa, yeah, he's like, wait, what? No. no saying, what, what does Rodrigo say? <laughs> he always, well, he says, what do you say? He says, uh, don't forget right, to Houston hold it down points. and keep it for everyone. So there you go. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, no, before I guess closing it out, just, you know, thanks. So guys for, uh, thanks though, guys. Thanks. So guys, thanks. <laughs> I can't even talk anymore, but, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening to the show. Make sure to, uh, rate it, subscribe to it, like it. Uh, you know, if you don't like one of us, put it out there on the review, you know, let us know. And uh, yeah, you know, there was a boat and we know we're ugly, but we're going to put this stuff on YouTube starting next week. So make sure that, uh, you know, a lot of people are big into uh, watching all this stuff on YouTube. So we'll start putting this stuff up on YouTube once we get all the background situated um, for the people that want a background. Uh, but yeah, anyways. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you know, love that you guys continue to follow us, continue to um, uh, support us by just clicking on the articles and, you know, keeping us keeping us uh, driven to continue to cover the, the teams that we love here in Houston. So thank you for that. And uh, with that, don't forget to hold it down and keep it forever orange.